Love Talk Radio.
Amen, amen. Glory be to God. I just want to thank each and every person that is joining us on Monday. Hallelujah for MBK's Kingdom Encounter Radio Show on Blog Talk. Amen. As those that are joining us that were on Saturday know that there was something that came against us, hallelujah, that took us to where we couldn't hear. No one could hear me. Amen. And as we tried to sign back in, it's like we couldn't even get in. Now, I don't know if it was blog talk, but I know that the message that God had given was on time. Hallelujah. And I believe it was not supposed to go out, but glory be to God. He's brought us together here this Monday. Hallelujah. To receive. Hallelujah. From the Lord. Hallelujah. So if we can all just take some time out right now just to put everything to the side. Glory be to God. Put whatever you're doing to the side and just put your hands in the air and just say thank you, Jesus. Just thank him for this day that he has made. Hallelujah. Thank you for getting you to work and, to, and back home safely. Hallelujah. You made some money today. Thank you for the people that you were able to bless with just saying hi and a smile on your face. Glory be to God. You don't know how much that can do for a person. Amen. You don't know what people are going through. Hallelujah. But when you just put a smile on your face and say, hi, how are you doing? That can change a person's whole day. Glory be to God. And we're supposed to be life changers. Amen. Helping people come out of a, a place, hallelujah, a low place and lifting them to a high place. And you can do such a thing with just a smile on your face saying good morning. Amen. Glory be to God. We thank you, glory be to God. We thank you, Father God, for this day that you have made. We thank you, Lord God, for the angels of God that has gone before us in this day, setting the stage and the atmosphere for everywhere that our feet tread, everything that our hands touch, Father God. Hallelujah. It's prospering even now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God. We thank you for your angels, Lord God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that covers us. Hallelujah. That sanctifies us. That purifies us, Lord. And we ask even now, Father God, that you will forgive us of anything that we've said, done, or even thought in this day, Father God. Any command that we have broken, Lord God, our statute that we did not keep that is in your word. Forgive us, Father God. Help us to be stronger. Help us to walk more like Jesus, Father God. Put it under the blood, Father, and remember it no more. Hallelujah. Help us to leave the past in the past and to look forward to the high calling that you have for our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. You are worthy to be praised, O oh God. So we come before you today, Father God, as humbly as we know how, Father God, just asking, Lord God, that you make us righteous. Make us righteous, O oh God. for us to be holy, for you are holy. But Father, we acknowledge that if our holiness is going to be authentic, it's going to be because of your presence. Our prayer today is that you make us righteous. Holy, holy Lord, sovereign
next part just simply says, Holy. Holy, holy, Lord. And the angels. Be Everyone just just shout right now, holy Lord. He is a holy God. He is an awesome God. He is your provider. He is your protector. Everything that you need is in him. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you now, Father God, for just being a holy Lord, for being an awesome God, for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Right now, Father God, we pray that you release the angelic angels of heaven, Father God, to surround this line. We pray, Lord God, that you will release your angelic angels to go into every home that is represented upon this line now. Shift the atmosphere, Lord God. Shift the atmosphere in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that your Holy Spirit may come into this place, may come into this place. Father God, expose every dark thing, every dark thing, Lord God, we come against every eavesdropping spirit, every scanner spirit, every watcher spirit, now in the name of Jesus Christ, and we cast them back into outer darkness, in Jesus' name, Lord God, release the fire of heaven upon this line, and upon your people, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, open their hearts, open their minds to receive what it is that you have for them to receive in this hour, Lord God, we thank you, God, we praise your Holy name, for there is none like you, Lord. There is none like you, Lord. Where would we be without your goodness? Where would we be without your love? Where would we be without your mercy and your grace? For you, Father God, are the God of God. You created all, Father God, and we deem your creation. Just come together as one body, Father God, to give you praise and to give you glory, for you are worthy of it all, Lord God. You are Worthy of it all, Lord God. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Just come into this atmosphere and shift it. Ah, Lord, Lord, as we speak into the atmosphere, shift it, Lord God. Everything that your people are need, shift and speak into this atmosphere. Yes, Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Oh, 
there's nothing like your glory. Yes, we decree and declare, Father God, finances, Lord God, healing, Lord God, restoration, Lord God. Do it for your people now. Yes, I
Yes, I believe it belongs to me. So I'm going to Yes. Yes, Lord. All over the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Baby. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We need to speak into the atmosphere, whatever that need is. Hallelujah. Whatever that desire is, speak it into the atmosphere. And if it aligns up with God's will for your life, watch what he does in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we glorify your name and we just praise your name. We thank you for the shifting of the atmosphere, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for bearing the hearts and the minds of your people, oh God. We thank you, Father God, hallelujah, for bringing your deliverance and healing angels, Father God, upon the line to touch, Father God, to touch and deliver those, Lord God, that are dealing with ailments in their body, that are dealing with headaches, Father God, backaches, Father God, high blood pressure, in the name of Jesus Christ, even those, Lord God, hallelujah, that has been misdone in this day and are dealing with sadness, Father God, hallelujah, in their heart, Father God, bitterness trying to rise up in them, Father God, hallelujah, we pray that you may heal, that you may heal, Father God, and send out your joy to touch them and take that sadness out. In the name of Jesus, allow your peace to fall upon them and take the confusion out. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come against witchcraft, Father God, that has taken your people's mind. Hallelujah. Taking them into a confused place to where they can't make a decision to go left or right, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you. Mm, we glorify your name, Lord God. I thank you for the sweet presence. Hallelujah, your spirit in this place and upon this line, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, have your way in this place. Have your way upon this line. Hallelujah, Lord God, and do what you choose to do. Move me out of the way that you may use this vessel any way that you see fit, Lord God. Hallelujah, and I will give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, God, and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Once again, I just want to thank each and every person for coming upon MBKI's Hallelujah Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah. As I said earlier, for those that were on Saturday, hallelujah, we had a situation to where no one could hear. Hallelujah. They could not hear. And then when they would sign out and try to sign in, they couldn't even get a, a ring. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we just thank God, hallelujah, that we're able to come together today. Hallelujah. And it's going to be even greater. Hallelujah. It's going to be even and greater. Hallelujah. The devil can't stop what God has already predestined to take place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope each and every person had a wonderful day. Ah, yes, Lord. I'm I'm not going to be before you long because I know on the East Coast it's kind of late, but this is a word that needed to come forth and come out. Hallelujah. The other day, uh, Saturday morning when I was in prayer, the Spirit of the Lord was dealing with me pertaining to this topic in which we'll be talking about uh, overthrowing temptation, overthrowing Temptation, Amen. And first and foremost, I must give honor to my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is the head of my life and 
Oh, man, where would I be without him? Oh, my God, where would I be? Hey, man, I, I give honor to my wife, Prophetess Donna Baxter. She's at work right now, and I just thank God for her. Hallelujah for keeping me moving in the right direction. Hallelujah and pulling my chain when I when I begin to, to go the wrong direction. Amen. Hallelujah. And I give honor to my mentor. Hallelujah, Prophet O.J. Weston, who has poured everything into me. And I love that man. Hallelujah so much. And uh, my chief apostle, Rodney Tate. Hallelujah, who's our spiritual covering his father. And I thank God for him as well. Amen. And each and every person that is upon the line in their respected offices and places in the kingdom of God. Amen. I honor you as well. Amen. Glory be to God. So we're going to talk about, hallelujah, temptation, overthrowing temptation. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to James chapter 1. And we're going to be reading verse 13 and 14, 13 and 14. Now, I don't know about y'all upon this line, hallelujah, but, but I done dealt with some temptations, amen? Glory be to God. And some of them temptations is hard to fight off. Oh, boy, they, they can be hard to fight off. But how many of you know that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world, amen? There is nothing that you cannot overcome in Christ Jesus, amen? We all have something that we must overcome, uh, whether it be a behavior or an attitude, hallelujah, or something that you're doing is something that the enemy is doing to bring a temptation to draw you to do something that goes against the will of God. Temptation. Amen. James 1, chapter 13 and 14 reads, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You know, let me tell you about me. I, I come from a place. Amen. I come from a place. We all come from somewhere. Amen. But I come from a place where I used drugs. I was I used crack cocaine. I was I was I was out there. Amen. And glory be to God. He he cleaned me up. Amen. But I remember sometimes I was sitting in the house and just minding my own business, having a good time, you know, with the family and doing things. And all of a sudden a thought will come, go get high. Where'd that come from? No, uh uh-uh, no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh uh-uh. uh. But the more I would say no, the more my body would be saying yes. To the point to where I would say, you know what, forget it, just one. And that one would be two or three days and and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I remember I would always say, how did this happen? Temptation. That temptation that led me to do something I really didn't want to do. Amen. Glory be to God. Temptation is an entice or a solicitation to sin. Anyway, you know what? I was studying this, and it says solicitation, solicit, soliciting. But if you look at it, look at it here. You have a billboard, or you have you have a person that comes to your home. He comes to your home, you knock on the door, and he's soliciting 
these books. And he's telling you all this wonderful stuff about these books to get your mind wrapped around buying them. You see, temptation is meant to take your mind and put it in a place that is not where it's supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to keep our eyes on God, looking to the heels to where our help comes from. But we, we get swayed and pulled by these things that hit our mind that go against the will of God, but they tantalize the flesh. They tantalize the flesh. See, by freedom of choice and will, this is one of the things we have. We must choose to make the right decisions because we have free will. But what is happening on the earth today is we're making more of a sin decision. A sin decision by freedom of choice and will. This is what we as human beings have. We choose to make sin decisions. Now, we are made in the image of God and the likeness of God. And as we, uh, people of God, have the spirit of God in us, we have the power to make the right decision. But why do we go and make the wrong one? See, sin decision may uh, uh, then be internalized. It may be a, a fantasy that comes to mind, uh, something that you're preoccupied with in your mind. It just you seem to can't get your mind off it. It talks about that in Matthew 20, uh, 27 and 28 in the book of Matthew. I think it's chapter 6, if I'm correct. Or it can be externalized, outside, acting things out, acting things out. So what what is the purpose behind sin? What, what what is the purpose? See, Satan has a purpose for temptation, but God also has a purpose as well. You got to remember that you know God is the creator of all things. So if He's going to allow something to take place, He's going to get the glory out of it some way, shape, or form. What the Bible say, what the enemy meant for bad, God is going to turn around for his good. So God is going to use everything for his uh, uh, purpose so that he can get the glory. Amen? So Satan's purpose is to solicit mankind to manifest his evil character. See, Satan wants to put his character in you and using these temptations draws you to act or respond or to do something that is outside the character of God that is in you, but more so like the character of him, which he is trying to get more of in you. See, Satan's purpose is to cause man to think that by their self-efforts, they can become like God. You can look in Genesis 3 and 5, speaking about Adam and Eve are pleasing to God, that your self-efforts are pleasing to God. Oh, my God. We see a lot of ministries today that are doing things that are great, but are they really the purpose of God for you? Just because the man around the corner, the church around the corner is doing this and they're getting great results from it and doing a great blessing in the community, does that mean that it is for you to do as well? Sometimes we can do things for God, but we're doing them in vain because God did not tell us to do that. He told him to do that. 
He told him to do that. Amen. You hear those individuals that say, "Well, I don't need to 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 to, to serve God. I, I I'm a good person. I you know I, I help people and 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 I do this and I do that and I do this." Uh huh. Yeah. See, Satan has a purpose. He has a purpose. His purpose is to get us to deny the glory of God. Because if we can deny the glory, of God to say that we did it. It's us. That it's us that is, is bringing all this stuff to light, that's bringing all this goodness into our homes and, and all this and that. And the third, it's not giving God his glory for what he has done. But again, God has a purpose as well for all of this. What is God's purpose in allowing for Satan's solicitations and temptation? God's purpose is to uh, uh, preserve God, and, and more so to intend uh, freedom of choice. Intended for freedom of choice, to preserve God, so that you can make the right choice and choose God, and to choose God. So you have that temptation, but now you have a choice. What are you going to do? Are you going to choose God, or are you going to run with the temptation? God's purpose is also to allow us freely to choose faith, love, and relationship of man with God. It's a choice. God uses the temptation to see which way we're going to go. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. And I believe that the chosen are the ones that follow God, no matter what. Now, we all have issues and problems in that. But do you follow God more than you follow yourself? your flesh, those temptations, those tantalizing things, those appetites that are within you that you wish to do? Oh, we can be a Christian in front of people, but what are you doing when ain't nobody around? What do they say? They say when you go to Vegas, leave what goes on in Vegas in Vegas. Well, if you went to Vegas, what you going to leave? Are you going to leave something? Are you going to come back the same way you left? Amen? Glory be to God. I want to talk about some folks in the Bible that were tempted, that were tempted and failed. Now, there's many that were tempted and didn't fall. Look at Joseph. Joseph was was about to be seduced. But what did he do? He ran about that joint. He didn't care what he left behind. He was gone because he was not going to allow his fleshly desires to put him in a position to where he had broken a commandment, a statute that God had set for his people. We're going to start off by looking at uh, Genesis chapter 3 and 5. We're going to go to the root where temptation began on the earth. Amen. Genesis, excuse me, that's Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6. Adam, or Eve, when she was lured by Satan to eat the forbidden fruit, Hallelujah. Now, I believe that God put that that tree in there, hallelujah, to see what man was going to do. And I believe that God 
allowed Satan to bring uh, his temptation, hallelujah, to see what man would do. Amen. But God is so loving, even in the fall, he still loved them enough to not kill them. And sacrificed an animal and, and wrapped the skin around them to cover them and sent them out of the garden of delight where he dwelt. Amen. The Bible says here in Genesis 3 and 6, it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasing to the eye and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat hmm. and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And he did eat. Now, the Bible says that the woman saw that the fruit would be good. So that must mean that she must have taken her eyes off of God and put them on the fruit, that thing that the enemy had tantalized her with. The thing that she knew she was not supposed to eat of, but because of the things that were being stated and spoken, it began to get into her mind, and she looked, she saw. And as she saw, she began to look at, what can I get out of it? It's good. It looks good. looks like it may even taste good. And it will give me something. It will give me something. How many of us upon the line, hallelujah, have seen something? We desired something because it would do something for us. Oh, we all have. Come on now. Come on now. You've seen that latest outfit. What do you say? Oh, that's bad. Ooh, I can see myself in that. Boy, I come out with that man. Ooh, they're going to look at me and say, my God. Yeah, you know, we all done that. We all done that. Amen. We need to learn how to keep our eyes on God. Seek first the kingdom of God and all this righteousness and all things will be added unto you. Unto you. God will give you the desires of your heart if you keep your eyes upon him. But what we are doing is we're taking our eyes off of God and we're putting them on the things of this world. See, what she did is she took her eyes off the creator and put it on his creation, the fruit. And the fruit did not have the power to sustain her from doing what she knew she should not have done. You take somebody with an alcohol problem, a drug problem, a sex problem, a shoplifting problem, all these different problems, as they continue to say, I'm not going to do it, but their eyes never leave the situation on the earth and go up into heaven to where the help will come from, they will find themselves walking towards that thing they choose not to do, but in their mind they're saying, I don't want to do it, but they do it anyway, because they're not going to the source of where their power comes from. To pull them away. To pull them away. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're going to touch upon this here. We're going to stick here for a little bit. We're going to talk about King David and Simon. See, women were 
tempting lures to men such as David and Simon. Now, we're coming into a time right now where it ain't just women. It's men, too. Men are being being tempted by, by men to do things that they ain't got no business doing. And, and, and oh, Lord, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Just pray for this country. People of God, pray for this country. Amen. Turn with me to Second Simon 11, or Second Samuel, excuse me, uh, 11, verse 2. And we're going to read from 2 to 5. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 2 through 5. Glory be to God. Mm. I was doing some reading uh, the other day, and I was looking at the divorce rate in the church. I was looking at the divorce rate in the church compared to the divorce rate in the world, and it had it broken up into a couple of different sectors. It had it broken up to those that, you know, they venture church every now and then, okay, and they were they were pretty high. You know, I think it was somewhere around 40-something percent. They say that those are outside the church was something like 67, 68 percent, something like that, and then it showed those that were devoted to church, devoted churchgoers, and they were at somewhere between 38, 39%, somewhere around there, a little bit below 40. That is high. That 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 is high to be in the church of God, living for God, and going through these type of things. Now, I'm, I, I'm a divorcee. You know, I'm just putting it out there the way it is, so I'm not coming down on nobody because I've been there, did that. Amen. But I'm just saying, you know, in this hour... And in this day, if you are married to a man, you're married to a woman. Hallelujah. You love that woman. You love that man with everything that is in you because Christ has called us to do such a thing. Hallelujah. Our marriage symbolizes the marriage that he has. Hallelujah. With us being the bride. Amen. And hallelujah. He died for us. He resurrected the church. And it's our job to resurrect our husbands. It's our job to resurrect our wives. Hallelujah. To bring us to a wholeness and to a fullness. Hallelujah. Glory be to God to speak life and not death over that man of God or over that woman of God. That is our job, being married, one, hallelujah, one flesh in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Second Samuel 11, verse 2 and 5 reads, And it came to pass in the evening time that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful and looked upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Urah, the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her home. So basically, because he was the king and he can just do whatever he he want to do, he called her over and said, come on, we're going to do this thing. And then when we get done doing this thing, you're going to run back home. Now, we all know how the story go. We all know how the story go. But how many men and how many women upon this line have been tempted by the look 
of a man or a look of the woman of a woman. We can look at television today, and it's gotten so perverted. My God, I was watching the show last night, and I was like, my goodness, this is this is straight up rated triple X stuff on a local. TV station, what's going on? But you see, these type of things get into the eye gate, and then you begin to have these thoughts. And we try to figure out and wonder why we having all of this craziness go on with these rapes and, and all of this other stuff that is going on, hallelujah, when it's all being planted into our mind by the things we see. What does it say? It said Eve saw that the fruit. It said that David saw, hallelujah, Bathsheba, hallelujah, is coming through the gate, hallelujah, of your eyes. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Man of God, hallelujah, do you have a problem when you walk down the street by looking at the back end of a woman when she passes you? Do you break your neck to look behind? Temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woman of, woman of God, do you have a problem breaking your neck? Hallelujah. To see that man that passed you by? Temptation. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, if that woman turn and look at you, man of God, hallelujah, next thing you're going to think is should I turn around and go talk to her? Temptation. See, we must understand that temptation and sin are two different things, but they operate together. Amen? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Amen. You see, you see, David had a consequence. There was a child that came. He was exposed because he assumed that he could hide it. Killed off the husband. He was going to take her in. But God exposed it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, men and women of God. God is doing a lot of exposing of some things today. He's exposing a lot of folks' dirty laundry. He's given us enough time on our own, hallelujah, to come before him and repent. But we don't want to do that, hallelujah. So he's exposing these things, and it ain't pretty, and it don't feel good. Just watch television. You see all kind of people being exposed. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I'm just going on what I see. But we got Bill Cosby being exposed. We got all kind of folks being exposed. People you would have never, ever, 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 ever thought will be getting caught up in some jacked up temptations that have put them in a place, that have put them in a place. There's marriages that have been broken up because of temptation. Are you caught in a temptation that you don't like? That's making you feel a certain way about yourself? You see, you see those folks that are always getting all bent out of shape about what somebody else is doing in their relationship. You might wonder why are they getting so bent out of shape. Hmm, maybe they got the same issue going on in their relationship or within them. We're living in a time, people of God, where we must love one another, especially in our relationships. You know, that woman or that man, hallelujah, that's your brother, that's your sister in Christ. 
and, and, and it's not for you to take and use and abuse and, 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 and look upon them as, as this or of that, but we're supposed to look at them and upon them as brothers and sisters in Christ or outside of Christ. And in that, your Christ-like person within you, your spirit, must resemble Christ. So they don't see you as that man that just molested them five years ago or that, that, that woman that molested uh, 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 him uh, uh, five years ago, that they see Christ in you, the love in you, to draw them in. There's too much of the, the world in the church. The church is not a meat market. That's not where you go to find your man or where you find your woman. Hallelujah. God will bring you together, but don't have the purpose of going to church to find a man or find a woman. Now say, hey, there's been some women that have led men to Christ. Hallelujah. That's the only thing that got them to the church. (laughs) But don't let that be the purpose. The purpose of, of the sanctuary, the purpose of fellowshipping, the purpose of coming together is to dwell with the creator in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The Bible says about Samson in Judges in uh, chapter 16 and verse 1, it says, Then when Samson, Samson to Gazar and saw there a harlot and went into her. You see, we keep seeing this saw, saw, and I'm not talking about a saw for wood. I'm talking about what you look at. What are you looking at? What are you allowing into your eye gate? Because these things can, can roll a deck, they can be put in your computer base, in your mind, and come up later on. I call it memory recall. It comes back about a time that you least expected. When you least expected. I remember, you know, when I, I had stopped using drugs and I was on a bus. Hallelujah. And I was uh, bus stopped, and I seen these two cats, and they were sitting real close together. And I knew what was going on, a little transaction was going on. And I was watching this thing. And do you know that thing played in my mind? I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get, it, get, get rid of it. And it was like it was trying to pull me to go out and do what I used to do, what I used to do. You know, do you got a homeboy that you hang out with, married man, and he he he's just going from this woman and that, and he's just doing all these type of things, and you seeing his actions, and then it pulls your mind back to a time when you were single, and then you begin to say, man, I'm with the, I've been with the same woman for 10 years. Maybe, maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe just one. No, it is bad. It is bad. You know, woman of God, you see your girlfriend out there, she, she have a date with this man, and then next week she have a date with this man, next week she have a date with this man. You're like, man, I've been with my husband for, man, you know, we do the same old thing, and ain't nothing changed, ain't no excitement gone, maybe. No, it is bad. Don't fall into the temptation that the enemy is trying to lure you into so that you can fall into sin. So that you can fall into sin. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. Okay? Another verse says, Guard your heart. 
stand guard at your heart. Stand guard, a bodyguard at the heart, at your mind. So so the bodyguard, a bodyguard, he looks at what's coming in to make sure that everything is straight with him. So guarding your mind, you must guard what is coming into your mind, guard what is coming into your eye gate so that it's not going to cause harm to the temple. Because it may come back up when you least expect it and try to draw you into doing things that you know you ought not to be doing. But it pulls on your emotions, your 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 feelings, that that appetite. Oh, one glass of cavassier ain't gonna hurt me. And then the next thing you know, the whole bottle gone and you done, you gone doing things that you ain't supposed to be doing. Nobody will know, oh, yeah, God know, and you know, and that's all it should take. Forms of temptation. There's, there's different forms of temptation. If we look at Isaiah 54 and 17, that's the book of Isaiah, chapter 54 and verse 17, and it reads, no weapon that is formed against us Against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. He says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said, this is a promise to those that are servants of the Most High God. That are servants of the Most High God. Forms of temptation. Temptation to act. You can see this in uh, 1 John chapter 2 in verse 16. Temptations to act. Amen. Let me get there real quick again. That's First John, chapter two, and verse sixteen. Amen. Let's see what John's talking about here. He's saying verse sixteen of First John, chapter two: For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, the world. It's of the world. So we understand today that lust is not of God. You see, all of these things is what Eve had gone through when she looked up at the fruit. When she looked at the fruit. When David seen Bathsheba, this is what he dealt with. This is what we deal with. What is it and how is it going to benefit me, 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 me? How is it going to benefit me? Amen? So, temptations to act, we have lust of the eyes, a personal aspiration. Because as you see it, you begin to look, how is it, what is it, I can get. You have lust of the flesh. It's a a personal gratification. 
a personal gratification, lust of the flesh. And then you have the, the boastful pride of life, personal reputation, what it can do for you, what it can do for you. You know, you get people say this. They say, man, if I found a bag of money sitting on the corner, you know what I would do? <laughs> you know, what would it do for me? Oh, man, it would pay my bills. I can get, get, me, get me a car and get some clothes for my wife and myself. You know, we could be looking real good. But is it right? No, it's not right. No, it's not right. Temptation. Temptation. Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> I had this fetish of my wife's on this line. She's going to crack up. I got this fetish with pins. You know, and when I go to a doctor's office, you know, they got them big fat pins, you know, nice little fat pins that they get from the manufacturers of things and stuff like that. And I, I, I battle with, with taking a pin. Now, it's a small thing, but it's still wrong. Now, I used to just take them days. I would take two or three of them. But, you know, it got to a point to where I really had to take a look at it. And as I was just speaking upon this, it came to me. What did that, what did that, that pen do for me? It was an appetite. It was something I desired. You know, because I like to feel as I write. You know. So we, you can take it to, to a, a very small thing, but these temptations... These temptations, they are luring us away from God. They're putting a character in us that is not of God, but of Satan, to do things that don't align up with the will of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now we have temptation to react. See, the first one, to act, now we're looking at to react. What is the reaction to the temptation? Mm-hmm. We have fight. You get that? You get anger, hostility, wrath, resentment, bitterness, based upon something that has taken place, tempting you to act out in a way that is outside of the will of God. Have you ever had somebody walk up to you and just start 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 just letting you have it for no reason? Or maybe the boss doing something and and, and, and or somebody blaming you for something? Or maybe 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 uh uh the the, the husband is five hours late from coming home and he done lied why he <laughs> or the woman coming home late, you know, these things to get and hit our emotional place to get us to react in a way that is outside of God. It's outside of God. These little temptations to get us to respond from a fleshful place and not from a spiritual place. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, it says to walk in the spirit and you will not satisfy the lust of the flesh. But what happens when certain things take place in our life, we leave the spirit and we come straight to the flesh, and then we think we're going to go right up to back up to the spirit. You know, we got to stay in one place and not jump up and come down and jump up and come down. Fight, anger, Hostility, wrath, 
resentment, and bitterness. Amen. And then we have fright. We have fight. Now we have fright. Hallelujah. And that's that fear. The Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And then the anxiety and the worry, temptation. Let me ask you something. When you get that bill, that turn-off notice of your electricity or your cable bill or that repossession of your car bill, hallelujah, how do you respond to that? Do you get fearful? Oh, Lord, where am I going to get the money from? I ain't got no money. I can't get this money. Where am I going to get it? You get anxiety attacks because you're picturing yourself without your car catching the bus or having to walk to work, or are you worrying? All these things come from a temptation that brings upon the reaction of fright, of fear, of fear. But before the fear, first you get a little angry. You get a little hostile. You know, the kids come running in, you know, read the bill. Now they're going to get a little bit of that anger and a little bit of that hostility because you are not in the spirit. You are in the flesh. Temptation. Yeah, that bill was coming, but it came right at the right time. You know, have you ever gotten to a position where everything is just about to line up? Your bills are almost this last check. This check here will put me on top, and all of a sudden everything breaks loose. And you fall into that anger, that fear, anxiety, and worry, all of that. And then we have flight. We have avoidance, empathy, escape, and withdrawal. Those runners, are you a runner? You know, when things get a little hard, you don't fight. You don't, you know, well, you do all three, to be honest with you. But the end result is you out of here. You out of here. But all of these are based upon the temptation that draws us away from the will of God, from the spirit of God. And we begin to respond and react from a character that is not of God and is not of us, but is of Satan. The Bible says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spirits and and. In, in, in the heavenly places and, 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 and things like that. Hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. There it is. Rulers of, rulers of uh, uh, wickedness in high places. Amen. Amen. Temptation tempts us to act a certain way. It tempts us to respond or react to situations in a certain way. But God tells us to respond from his spirit. But when we don't walk in the spirit, we cannot respond from the spirit. We cannot get the wisdom that we need that it talks about in John, where it says if you lack wisdom, ask and it shall be given. You can't ask in the flesh because you're already reacting and responding to the situation. You didn't seek first the kingdom of God. You didn't look to the hills where your help comes from. You look right down to creation, right down here, and begin to respond and react like everybody else. And you know what? what's so funny about it? You got folks that are looking at you that say, yeah, and she says she's a Christian, or he say that he's a Christian. And them Christian folks, man, they, they just like us. So why I got to go through and do all this and that and the third and all this? They just like us. 
Ain't supposed to be that way. Ain't supposed to be that way. Amen. Let's turn with me to James chapter one and verse fifteen. Let's go let's go back there real quick. James chapter one verse thirteen, and we're going to read down to fifteen. We're going to look at seven steps in temptation, and they're all written out here in the book of James. Glory be to God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. James chapter 1, verse 13 and 15. Amen. And the Bible reads, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted. With evil neither tempted he any man. Verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Verse 15, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So we can see that sin and temptation are cousins. They work hand in hand. See, temptation comes to try to lure you to the sin. And then when sin got you, oh, it's a wrap. Amen? So how do we prevent the sin? By attacking the temptation. So if we attack the temptation, we can prevent ourselves from moving into a Emotion or moving into a reaction or moving into an act that is going to bring forth sin. Amen? So if we look at verse 14, it says, number one, tempted, a thought of evil. Tempted, a thought of evil. Seven steps in temptation. It starts with a thought of evil, evil being against God. Amen. It talks about drawing away, drawing away a strong imagination, drawing your imagination, drawing your heart off of God and seeking God, but looking at that thing, drawing your imagination. But the Bible says that we have the ability to cast down all vain thoughts and imaginations. Amen. So, people of God, when that temptation comes and it starts to play that in your imagination, then call out the word of God. I call down that imaginated thought right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For the Bible tells me that I have the power to cast down all vain thoughts and imaginations, and I decree and declare it be pulled out of the atmosphere and put up underneath my feet in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, and keep it pushing. Amen. Glory be to God. It says here, number three is lust. Lust. Uh huh. Delight in viewing. A delight in viewing. You know, when you lust after something, you continue to view it. You continue to look at it. Amen. You know, that woman or that man that's looking at that woman and that man, they can't keep get their eyes off of that woman and that man, and they keep looking places they ain't got no business of looking, and they try to walk away, but they can't walk away because they can't stop looking. And the only time they stop looking is when their wife or their husband come or that, 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 that person 
moves away or they leave. They're stuck. They're stuck like Chuck on a turnip truck. Amen. Hallelujah. Number four is entice. Entice. Weakening of the will. See, that entice, it, it, it weakens your strength, your will to stand. So it continues to work, it continues to work, it continues to work until you say, you know what, forget it. And you go ahead and you do it. You go ahead and you do it. You see, when I was going over this and I seen this, I was like, Lord have mercy. This is what it was. Because I would be fighting. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave a house. Because I know if I leave a house, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go get high. I know I am. I'm locking the door. I lock the door. I take my clothes off. I get in the bed. And the next time I'm out the bed, I'm putting my clothes back on, and I'm leaving the house. Entice. My God. Hallelujah. Lust conceived. Now, now in verse 15, it talks about lust conceived. So that is you yielding to the temptation. So now that lust is being conceived. There's a birth that's taking place. Amen? And then it says six sin, sinful acts committed. You know, committed the act. And number seven is death. Steps in temptation. Tempted, you're drawn away, lust enticed, now lust is conceived, now the sin and death, and death. My God, if we attack the temptation, we don't even have to look at the sin. But if we don't attack the temptation, we're going to be staring that sin right in the face. We have a choice, people of God. What is your choice? We all have some things that we battle with, but we have the power to overcome because he that is in us is greater than he that is in this world. Amen? Amen. Now, in closing, if you can turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, and it reads, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Jesus has gone through all the temptations that we are dealing with. He spent 40 days and 40 nights led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. To be tempted by Satan. And he did not allow anything to get into his eye gate because he's kept his eyes upon God. And what he spoke, hallelujah, was what God spoke. He did not speak anything outside of what God spoke because he stayed connected to the source of his power, of his freedom. Hallelujah. He did not allow the enemy to bind him or to lure him to do what was not of God. He came with the mission. 
and he was not going to allow anything to deter him from the mission. Why? Because his mission was the most important thing to him. What is your mission? And are you allowing the temptations of this world to draw you and deter you from the mission that God has given you and the purpose that God has given you upon the earth? We all have a purpose. We all have a purpose. Matthew 4 and 1 reads, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. To be tempted by the devil. He was led there. So that lets me know that there's a there's a wilderness experience that we all are going to go through where we're going to be tempted with those things that we desire, those things that we wish to have, those things that 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 that, that we see others have and we desire to have and now they're standing before us, but they're outside of the will of God. What are we going to do? The Bible says in Matthew verse 6 and 13, it says, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when your body is, 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 is desiring that thing, whatever that thing may be in your life, are you willing to ask God to lead you not into the temptation, but deliver you from the evil, that you're able to turn and walk away? Or are you trying to run to that thing that you know is not of God? We all know that the spirit of God is greater. And he is in you. And he gives you the power to turn and do the right thing. So that you may walk away and hours later feel good about yourself. And know that God had your back. Or do you feel a little bit more better feeling guilty and shameful because you know you did something that you weren't supposed to do? Now you got to put a fake smile on your face and walk around like everything's okay when inside you're crying out. Think that just because you're called that you're not going to be tested. Many of us upon this line are going through some, some tests. And see, God is a God that does not give the lesson before the test. He's going to give the test, and if you pass it, amen, on to the next one. But if you don't pass it, you're going to learn the lesson, and the test is going to come back around again. And you better be ready for it. God is telling us today, don't give in to the temptation. I have put my spirit in you to cancel out all vain thoughts and imaginations that the enemy may bring unto your mind to cast them down and to seek my face and to know that I will fight your battle if you call upon me. But see, God knows the heart of man, and many of us in our heart desire that thing, that thing, that thing, hallelujah, that is not of God. And so we're not allowing him to fight. He's a gentleman. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman, and he is not going to overstep his boundary. So God is calling us today to relinquish the appetites of those things that are not of him, to war against the temptation that hits your mind, 
to guard your heart and your eye gate and your ear gate from those things that can pull upon your emotion and take you to a place, hallelujah, that you don't want to be. See, you can get around the wrong people, hallelujah, start listening to some particular type of music, and the next thing you know, you got that gangster lean going on, you're talking things out your mouth, you're reminiscing about old times when this song and who you was with and what you was doing. No. Ah, no. All old things have passed away, people of God. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new creature in Christ. Walk it out. Don't talk it out. Walk it out. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we glorify your name. We thank you, Father God, for the word that has come forth. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, for the open ears and the open hearts. I pray, Father God, that this word does not fall, Father God, to the ground, but it may fall into the hearts of your people, Father God, that it may take root and grow, that they won't just be hearers of the word, that they will be doers of the word. Father God, I pray that your ministering angels may continue to minister to their hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as they come upon a temptation, Lord God, give them the strength, Lord God, hallelujah, to cast that thing out the air. Father God, cast it down in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, give your people's strength, Lord God. Hallelujah. And I stand in the gap for each and every person upon this line, even those that will listen to the archives. Lord, and I pray that you may forgive them. Forgive them, Lord God, for falling into the temptation. Hallelujah. That led them into the sin. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I break the ley line. I crack the ley line now in the name of Jesus Christ that has had them bound. Hallelujah. Because they fell into the temptation. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. Jesus' name. Loose the shackles, Father God. Loose the shackles, Father God. And cut the chain in Jesus' name that they may walk in liberty, in liberty, in you, and they will give you all the glory, Father. Hallelujah in all the praise. Ah, yes, Lord, we glorify you. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Yes, Father, you are a God that chastens your children. Hallelujah, Father God. Allow the conviction, Father God, to sink into their spirit, Lord God, that they may repent, Father God, and turn, that they may wake up tomorrow, Father God, with a new look, a new mind, Father God, willing to turn, Father God, to from the temptations that enter into their mind. Hallelujah. Casting them down, Father God. Overcoming them, Father God. Hallelujah. That they don't fall into that sin no more. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. Mm, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This message I see is for many because there's some folks upon this line, hallelujah, that got some things going on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I'm not just talking about little temptations and they just kind of, kind of I'm talking about some things. Hallelujah. When they hit the mind, they go. And, and it's not a point of going and, 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 and trying to pull back, but they just go freely. God is saying no. He's trying to straighten. Uh, <laughs> Glory be to God. He's pulling his people back. Hallelujah. For them to see and to let them go and walk a different path. Amen. Turn away from those things that keep you bound to a particular way. And I'm not talking just to you. I'm talking to myself as well. Amen. I don't. I can't talk about something if I ain't experienced it, if I ain't in it, or or or, 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 or as a part of my. I can't do it. Amen. 
That's how God deal with me. So, amen, we need to really take a look within ourselves and look at what is it that continues to draw. What is that thought? What is it? Guard your mind. You know, you have control over your mind. Your mind ain't got control over you. Ain't everything that comes to your mind supposed to be coming to your mind. Amen? Read Philippians. It tells you the way that you are supposed to think. And see if your mind is lining up with that. And if it's not, then shift it and begin to line up with the word of God on how you are supposed to think. That may help in a lot of areas of your life. Amen? Glory be to God. I just got a couple of announcements. Uh, Thursday we have uh, MBK's Beta Mentoring Conference line. Amen. And this is the last week of a coming out month where upcoming prophets and, and prophetesses are coming forth with the word, mighty words that have been coming forth. Hallelujah. Sister Kimberly Hargrove, I hope I pronounced the last name correctly, will be coming forth here this Thursday. It's going to be a powerful time in the Lord. Hallelujah. Saturday morning. Oh, I'm sorry. And that is at uh, six, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. You can get all the information and, and number off of uh, Facebook, hallelujah, on my page, our MBK uh, ministry page, our Hurting Women's ministry page, or you can just contact me, Minister Anthony Baxter, on Facebook, and uh, I will make sure that you get the number. Saturday mornings, we have MBKI's one hour of power that has been moving very mightily here over the past month or so. God has really been doing some things, hallelujah, upon the line. So come and join us if you have a need of prayer or you just want to come and join in with some mighty intercessors that know how to go in and get a prayer through, uh, come join us. That is at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's noontime Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, and 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Once again, I just want to thank each and every person that has stayed up, hallelujah, came and received the word from God and fellowship with us here. We love you. Amen. MBKI loves you. And remember, walk by faith, not by sight. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you Thursday.